Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 212. This episode is brought to you by Equip Foods. Equip, that's E-Q-U-I-P, foods.com, formerly PureWad. And they are doing a special giveaway. So we want to tell you about their products again because we love Equip Foods, formerly PureWad. We talked about them last year and all the products that they have are super easily digestible. And specifically, Claire, you like the protein, right? Yeah, and so I stopped uh, doing protein powder during the Whole30, and when I came back to protein powder, I was kind of worried that it was going to like mess with my gut, just because I've been used to whey powders in the past that have always messed with me, but um, they have their beef isolate protein, which we get a lot of questions about it, so it is a complete protein. It contains both collagen and gelatin, um, and it's just, it's basically, um, you know, it's not whey based or it's not dairy based and so it's just so much easier to digest which for me is huge especially coming off of a big workout and your system is kind of like maybe a little bit off anyway and so you know you don't want to add an extra stressor of giving your body something weird to digest i love both the chocolate and the vanilla the vanilla is my favorite for my lemonade vanilla protein powder drink the chocolate which is i think i own. think we need to uh make the own Revisit. we need to well no we need to um kind of label that as your creation because I feel like it, I know it's the it Claire. Really is. It's my favorite thing. It came because it came about because when I was working with Sarah Pierce, she suggested and a lot of people suggest this like RP foods suggest the same kind of thing. Um and you and or not RP not RP foods, RP fitness, whatever it is, RP. They suggest the same kind of thing where it's like right before and during your workout, drink lemonade and also or like a sugary juice and then also have protein powder. And I just happened to misread it and think she was telling me to mix my lemonade with my protein powder. And I was like, oh, okay, hey, here it goes. And it it's like the discovery the most- of penicillin where you just <laughs> didn't. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah, basically the exact same thing. <laughs> I love so it. I love the vanilla protein powder from Equip for that. Um, and I just use any kind of lemonade that I have around, you know, that you can find at the store. I use sometimes Newman's Own. I've used Simply Lemonade. You probably could use like a country time powder, but it might be a little bit sweet. You kind of want a lemonade that's like more tart because the protein powder is, you know, already pretty sweet. Um, so anyway, it's my favorite. I highly recommend it. We highly recommend Equip Foods. They also have some new um, great products that they've released since they did, uh, went, uh, did their rebrand. Like they have a um, turmeric powder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the uh, turmeric blend supplement, which I've been taking every day and I love turmeric is like the hot new thing. And it's really great for you. Like the, um, what's the word? What's the stuff that's in it? That's really good for you. Curcumin. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, they really pride themselves on no synthetic ingredients and no crazy chemical binders or anything, no artificial flavors. And it's um, the founder, Dr. Anthony, is actually going to be on our show in a few weeks. So we're super excited to talk to, talk to him. He's a functional medicine and sports rehab clinician. So you can support the podcast by supporting Equip Foods, equipfoods.com, and you can enter the code GGW. That lets them know that we sent you. And we really appreciate you guys supporting our sponsors because that helps us. So thank you so much. And keep your eyes out today, uh, Thursday, July 27th. We will be hosting a giveaway for Equip Foods, any product of your choice. So just check out our Instagram at Girls Gone Wild Podcast, and um, you will have an opportunity to win some stuff from them. All right. On with the show. We have a lot to cover. Oh, don't we always? Yeah. I well, you know, we're ever like, well, what are we going to talk about today? I know. It's really funny. We every time I, like I, I know, every time I, uh, we fire up an episode, I think of the days when you would come over and we'd be like, what are we going to talk about? And we're like, I don't know. We just hit record. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much functionally what we're it still doing. But still it still happens that way. But it's just so about. funny. Like, we had zero agenda. We, I guess we still don't really have an agenda. So you guys no. are so lucky to have us in your Thank life. you. <laughs> we're so prepared all the time. I do like like I posted today about how we've been in case you haven't noticed we we purposely took July off from interviewing other people and just stuck with us and I love that people like our episodes still I do too that makes us that makes us feel (laughs) really wanted and needed because there's times where I'm like when are they gonna get sick of us how are they still listening to us how are they still here we applaud you okay let's do a quick update on the games uh kind of meetup Coming up hot, coming in hot across the games. When you guys hear this, it will be one week 
away only. Um, so if you are going to be in Madison, we're, we definitely want to do at least one, if not a couple small little meetups at the games. I don't, we originally had thought that we were going to do a meetup at a CrossFit gym, but I just think with the volume of people that are going to be dropping in to CrossFit gyms all across the area, it's going to be kind of overwhelming. So we're just going to try to keep it to actually at the games. Um, Joy and I only have festival passes. We don't have Coliseum tickets. So that'll give us a lot of opportunity to be hanging out in the beer garden while the Coliseum events are going on. And, you know, maybe like kind of grab a grab a, a spot and sit with a bunch of people and chat while we're watching in the beer garden um and then which i prefer anyway to be honest because yeah, i feel like i get so stimulated yeah i get so stimulated at the games that to sit and watch something is really hard for me because i'm like yeah i want to just be around everyone and everything so it'll be fun i will so we'll let you guys know on instagram stories and on um maybe even on facebook but definitely be watching our instagram stories and then we are gonna try on saturday morning um to have kind of more of a dedicated like hey we will be at this place in the vendor village so we're gonna chat with a couple of our um future and present and past sponsors who have supported us to see if we can um use their booth as sort of a meetup location so we'll let you guys know about that so that's pretty much covers it for Apart from that, everybody's been asking for our recommendations. We talked about that. Was it the last episode or the episode before? Yeah. Go back and listen and read the episode descriptions. We definitely talked about the CrossFit Games, um, about our recommendations very recently. But the moral we're of the story also gonna is have we don't really from, know. Yeah, but we're also going to have a guy from one of the CrossFit gyms in Madison. I was just about to yeah. say that. Wow. Wow. Um, we don't really know because we've never been to the CrossFit Games. No one's ever been to the CrossFit Games in Madison before. <clears throat> but we are going to have next week for the first part of the episode um, a guy who is from Madison. He owns a gym in Madison. He's going to he give us a lowdown. He works at the gym. I had to clarify that. He works that. at the gym. Yeah. Sorry. He works at the gym <laughs> in Madison. And he's going to give us a lowdown on all the best things to do for CrossFitters and all the best places to eat for health, for clean eating. So get excited for next week's podcast, which will drop on the first day of the CrossFit Games. Might I recommend Grace if I can? Because I'm, yeah, I'm going to be there all weekend. Grays. If you want to know where like I am. a cow grazes, not yes. graze like Grey's Anatomy. No. If you would like to know where Joy is going to be all weekend, I will be sitting at the bar at Gray's eating the bee burger. <laughs> um, okay. Iceland. Really quick. Iceland, really quick. Okay, guys. Real talk about Iceland. It happened. That <laughs> was freaking crazy. We are so excited that so many of you are excited about it. But unfortunately, honestly, never in a million years did we think it would sell out in an hour. It took us three months to sell out Costa Rica. And we knew that there was more excitement about Iceland than there was about Costa Rica. But we didn't think it was going to sell out in an hour. If we had known that, we would have done things very differently. We would have announced far ahead of time exactly when it was going to go on sale yeah like to the minute like kind of like kind of like how when scott buys nike shoes that are really hard to find he like sits with his phone to refresh until they be you know they go up for sale it's kind of like that yeah or like lady gaga tickets tickets go on sale right we did not think that we were going to be the lady gaga tickets of the like custom experiences (laughs) website but we were the hamilton tickets of 2017 we were not prepared and we are we are not ashamed to say that we are not prepared, but we are very sorry about the fact that we were not prepared. Yeah. And we we have we worked over the weekend to try to figure out if there were some options to, to add some more dates, maybe do the following week as well. And it just wasn't going to work out. So we are sticking with the one trip. As of right now, it's the only trip we have planned. We don't have plans to go back to Costa Rica, anything like that. Um, but all we can say is we're, we're learning from that experience. It, you know, like I said, if we could go back and do it again, knowing what we know now, we would have done it differently. We're really sorry that a lot of people missed out and, you know, we definitely take uh, responsibility for not have, not having done that the way we would have liked, but you know, you know better and you do better and we just didn't know what we were coming up against. So yeah. We're sorry if you missed out. We are really, really trying to come up with some other ideas for ways to connect in person within the next year. Um, and events. We are potentially going to have, I, like, I feel, I don't want to be that person who's like, we can't give it away yet. But at the same time, I don't want to talk about it really because, like, we have no details of it planned down. But let me just say that we have a very exciting idea to have maybe an event in the Denver area. So that would be a lot easier, I think, for people to come, like, over a weekend. Um and then, you know, we've always talked about maybe doing like a little mini road show. I don't know if that would be realistic just because we still have lives and jobs. But anyway. Eh, it's overrated. We, lives and jobs are overrated. <laughs> so that's the Iceland slash where in the world are Joy and Claire update. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. One other thing. This is going to be a little bit longer, but one other thing that okay. we want to kind of like. Are you ready, Joy? We yeah. Wanna... I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going. I'm along for the ride here. <laughs> 
I know. We want to kind of like clear the air and put all this information in one place and then move on for a while about macros. For a while. Mm-hmm. And like this is, you know, an ongoing conversation. It has been for the last year and a half. You guys are probably sick and tired of this by now. Yeah. But we have gotten so many questions in the last week and a half or two weeks um, following the episode, the episode about Joy getting her period back that people have said, you know, this happened to me or I also am trying to quit macros and I just can't get out of my head. Like, how do you move on from macros? What yeah. are you doing now? Well, I think the, so we, yeah, well, I think the questions keep coming up because it, I think it really deserves a longer answer. And I think you and I yeah. are kind of sick of talking about it because you and I talk about it offline all the time. And so I think what our listeners are essentially saying is like, we, we need more closure. <laughs> and, and I totally agree with that. So do you want me to go? <laughs> I think, yeah, I'll start because mine was less complicated. Okay, go. So I started doing macros to lose baby weight. I stopped doing macros because I got tired of it. I was really strict with it for about the first six months, and it was pretty easy for me to back off when I did. Um, I will definitely say, you know, I had some results with it. I always go back to the question of, like, I was very recently postpartum. I was still in the not immediate recovery, but just after the immediate recovery, it's very likely I would have lost that weight regardless because I was coming down off of baby weight. I might not have lost it as quickly, you know, and I macros at the time really fulfilled something for me that I was lacking, which was structure in my life. I was a stay at home mom for the first six months of Miles's life. I had severe postpartum depression. Counting macros really gave me something to like structure my day and that was a huge thing that I really needed at the time. It was very, very helpful for me in learning more about portions, although I kind of already knew a lot of that from when I did Zone. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a really long history of trying all this stuff, so I feel like you had a really strong knowledge base. And I think also because I have a long history of trying a lot of different things, it's not... I don't want to say that I like it's easy for me to bounce back and forth because I don't feel like I'd bounce back and forth per se, but like I think it's easy for me to go back to my baseline and sort of like, okay, that was some data and I'm going to go back to my baseline. Um, so for me, kind of life after macros has been pretty straightforward. Um, I don't obsess about, oh my God, you know, I, I never really worry. Like when I stopped quitting, when I stopped cutting macros, I kind of just was able to, to leave it behind. And like, I had a couple maybe days right after where I kind of was like, felt a little bit like I was breaking the rules and a little bit crazy, but I didn't ever have anxiety about like, oh my gosh, am I going to overeat? Just because I have done this so much with my body and I have done so many, tried so many different things that it, in terms of macros, like per se, that wasn't that hard. I will say though, the thing that was hard for me, and I talked about this a lot in our whole 30 bonus episode. So if you want to hear more about this, you can go back and listen to those. I did have a hard time. I feel like recognizing truly when my body was hungry and I came to realize that I had been overeating almost probably the whole time I was on macros. Mm. And because as I've talked about for years, I'm just not that hungry of a person. I don't, you know, I don't know if I just have a slow metabolism or that's just my body type. I'm kind of petite. Like I don't just don't eat that much food. And as soon as I stopped counting macros and doing meal timing and all that kind of thing, and I was able to finally stop and try and like take the time to listen to my body and really like pay attention to when I was hungry versus just look at the clock and be like, well, it's time to eat meal number four. I felt so much better. I lost 10 pounds, which I'd been trying to lose this whole time by counting macros. And anyway, so that was really huge for me. So that I think was the biggest thing was like, I came to realize that I just kind of didn't know how to eat intuitively anymore. And I didn't really know how to, I kind of had forgotten like what it really just feels like to listen to your body and hear like, Hey, I'm hungry. I think I'm going to eat this thing. And like, well, I'm full. I'm going to stop eating now, which is like the most basic eating thing ever yeah. but because I had been eating these like prescribed amounts at these prescribed times for so long I had not had to listen to my body in that way so it took me most of the whole 30 to regain that but now that I have it back it's not you know it's great and so I've just continued to eat that way um and you feel so good yeah I feel good I yeah. definitely I won't say that I'm like 100% whole 30 at all times by any means I had rice for dinner like but I'm also not I'm trying not to eat gluten. I'm not eating very much dairy. I just feel better that way. Like I'm not, you know, whereas before it was like, well, I can have bread, so I might as well. Or like I can have, I was eating a lot of cottage cheese and like non-fat yogurt to try to hit my protein numbers. Like just food my body didn't want, but that was like, well, these are the macros I need. Right. So anyway, I will say, I guess a minute ago when I said that like it, it wasn't hard for me to transition out, that was not totally true. It was tough in the sense that, it took me a while to regain the ability to like really listen to my body, but 
I don't, I, it wasn't hard in the sense that like, I never stressed out about overeating. You never, I kind of more, I, well, I never had that moment of panic of like, oh my God, what if I eat too much? You never, you like, did not if, have that? No, I think, okay. I think because I had been overeating on macros. Sure. And if anything, I was like forcing myself to eat. And so mm-hmm. I had the opposite where I was like, what if I, you know, like I'm probably under eating, but at that point it was like, if my body doesn't want more food, I'm not going to try to force it down. Right. Right. And so I think that was a little bit easier of a change to swallow. No pun intended. Yeah. I'm really glad I just made that pun though. That was, that was really great. Good. Unintentional pun. Um, <laughs> a little bit easier to work with because it was like, I don't know. It just seemed once I fell back in the groove, it was so visceral of like, okay, this is what it's supposed to feel like that. I just didn't second guess it. Now I remember when you started, okay, what, what was the first quote unquote diet? Did was it zone? What did you first try? Paleo. When, paleo. Okay. Do you remember so when I first if it was started, like, yeah. Do you remember what that was I, like? Did you ever have like anxieties around it? It was just, it seems like you've had quite a detachment from the emotional piece of it in a good way. Yeah. I will say, I think the very, very, very first time I ever, ever, ever remember having an emotional reaction to like not eating a certain kind of food was the day that I found out I was allergic to lactose and casein. I was at the allergist and I had like the pinprick test done. I found out I was allergic to lactose and casein. And at the time my, I was like, yeah, I was 15 or 16. At the time, my favorite thing in the whole world was mac and cheese from Noodles and Company. Like I ate it every day. And he told me I couldn't have, he told me I couldn't have it anymore. And I cried. And that was like the first time that I remember like thinking like, wow, I really have this emotional, like food is emotional. So I'm, it's not to say that I've never had an emotional attachment to food, but I think that when it comes to I think to crying like, over mac and cheese is really appropriate. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal. Like this was my thing. Yeah. I was very upset. Yeah. And I mean, all joking I aside, think, I get it. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, like that moment was also like, there was so much going on. You know, I was so, so loaded with like all these things I just found out that I couldn't do anymore that I'd always been doing. And then like the, you can't have mac and cheese anymore. was like the last nail in the coffin. But nonetheless, since I started CrossFit, I started paleo first. I did a 30-day paleo challenge at CrossFit J. And I just remember also like during our elements class, we did the paleo lecture. Brandon and I were just talking about this the other day. And the coach was like telling us, oh, you can't, you know, you don't want to have grains. You don't want to have dairy. And we were both sitting there and we had just come from the Denver Beer Company where we had had pizza and beer. (laughs) And we were like, I'm I'm sorry. So then, what do we eat? I'm sorry. What? So what? Yeah. Where's the Where's the and, food come and, from? And I heard Brandon describing his. He was like, "Well, so I had yogurt and granola for breakfast, and like a peanut butter toast, and then I had spaghetti for lunch, and then I just had pizza and beer." And I remember the coach looking at him and being like, "You're gonna die." <laughs> anyway. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't TJ. It was um, cheese. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So nonetheless, we. I just feel like I've, you know, anytime that I've ever done anything, I definitely have anxiety about sticking to things. Like, I don't want to be that girl who jumps on the bandwagon and then, like, two days later is just eating whatever she wants. So, you know, that makes me. Um, I think I'm just more curious. Right word, but I, I think I'm more curious of, like, because I'm. And I always think of, like, mean girls where she's like, I just thought you were. I thought there was just like ugly or pretty or whatever. Right, and, fat and skinny. Uh, yeah, fat and skinny. And I feel like that was you growing up where you really didn't have the, you were just kind of like neutral about it. So the fact that you've kind of jumped on all these things, I'm I'm just like, how? Okay, yes and no. Well, <laughs> okay. Don't forget I also had a boob job when I was 19. Okay, fair. Like you don't have yeah. a boob job at 19 because you're neutral. Fair. Okay. All right. I, I think what I've, I've heard you talk about it to where you're like, I just didn't really care too I just much. never worried about my it's not I didn't worry about my weight okay but I worried about a lot of other things okay All I right. didn't worry about my weight but I was like obsessed with my hair I was you know I like I said I had a boob job when I was 19 in case you guys are looking suddenly ferociously at pictures I had them taken out <laughs> <laughs> they were like um Claire I think you did not get a very good surgeon you're gonna have to talk to you a have plastic no surgeon yeah he did he charged you for nothing um <laughs> anyway so her boobs are hard as rocks. Her boobs are hard as rocks. Um, long story short, yes, yeah. I did have body issues. They just weren't okay. necessarily weight-related per se. Okay. All right. All right. Your turn. Oh, all right. I feel like we need to play like the church organ and everyone put on their non-judgmental hats and gather around. 
We're not uh, judging you, Joy. If people were judging <laughs> us, they would have stopped listening to us a long time ago. A long time ago. So, uh, okay. So joined the macro thing with Claire because I was like, I, you know, doing this for the podcast and I just wanted to see if I could do it because as you all know, most of you know, if you heard us talk in the past is that I was like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to go down that road. I have no interest. I'm totally fine with my body. Um, and it was just more like, I just don't want to go down that road. I'm so exhausted at the thought of it. So, but, so I think I was trying to be more open-minded of like, let's do this. Let's get on the train and see if I could even just do it. And of course, everyone knows the story of that, of how I lost a bunch of weight, dropped really low body fat. Okay, wait, um, let's back up because I think that's important to go over. Because hmm. I think we, you know, yes, everybody knows the story, but I think the purpose of this part of this episode. To put this baby to, to bed. <laughs> okay. Is to, yeah, is to like. You don't have to dive all the way in because it has been covered. Yeah. You can go back and listen. But, you know, but that's the thing is, like, I think that it's time to kind of just say, here's what happened. Okay. All right. Okay. We can look at it objectively <sighs> now. All right. Okay. So, uh, well, I guess going into it, I didn't really – I was just following what I was told, right? And so um, I noticed that it does become – I think when – I just think back to Lisa and Natalia where they're like, this is how it starts and just be careful because I was like, no, I'm fine. And so I think going into it and really Lisa wanting to... Lisa and Natalia, to, by the way, if uh, you're familiar, yeah, the eating are, disorder are, specialists. Yeah. Yes, eating disorder specialists who we've had on the podcast a few times. If you've not heard our episodes with them, go back and listen. Um, I can pull up real quick. Okay. But yeah. they... Um, Natalia is a registered dietitian and Lisa is a... LCSW um, and she works... LCSW, yeah. yes. And she works for, they both work for the Eating Recovery Center of Denver. Okay. So um, that piece was kind of Episodes, like. Sorry. 66, oh. 97, 77. Yeah. Okay. 66, 77, and 97. Awesome. I just remember one of the episodes we talked about poop were like right before Christmas time. It yeah, great. it was. It's called that's episode seventy seven. It's called "Merry Christmas to Your Gut." Mm, okay, aren't we hilarious? We are so funny. <laughs> okay, so I don't know exactly. You're gonna have to ask me questions if I'm not clarifying because I don't know exactly like how okay. what you want me to cover. But I'm just thinking like so. I was following it. I was I was really trying to be not strict in the sense of like badgering myself strict, but more of just I really want to commit to this because you're paying money and you're. Uh, accountable to a coach every every week and so I did it and you know once you got into it I was like ah the routine of it isn't really that difficult so once you're in like three four days you kind of get the feel of it you get better and better and of course then it becomes more like a habit so I was just doing it and I noticed all the time I was just starving like so hungry I remember Claire I'd text you sometimes I'm like I am so hungry like I'm just hungry and I and it was really to a point yeah it was weird because your numbers were super high. Super high. You were eating like 300 plus grams of carbs a day. Yeah. Like 160 or 170 grams of protein a day. Like More like 130. You know, I was like, yeah. Okay. And then and but my still. fat was fairly low, but still I was eating close to like 2,200 calories a day. And, um, and I just remember being like, I am so freaking hungry. And my diet before wasn't bad. I just didn't pay attention. Like most of us, we just think we're eating healthy things. I would eat like a banana for breakfast. And I don't know. I like, and, I just, I wasn't really paying attention. So I don't, yeah, I and can't really back, go. Yeah. Well, and taking us like going even further back, like the reason that you, cause we had talked about doing macros for a while. Like mm-hmm. I had started it and then you were like, I could never do that because yeah. I've never, it was so far, like rem- so different than anything else you'd ever done. Cause you would never, ever, ever counted or tracked anything like that. Yeah. 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 Ugh, I just got like a total pit in my stomach because, okay. So because it was like, this is so frustrating. And I showed you that picture. Um, yeah, of us at the CrossFit Games last year. No, well, that too. But I, I remember texting you a picture. This kind of makes me upset. Um, when I was a little girl and I was like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of you were like lounging by the pool and you were like, look at her. She yes. just like, doesn't have a care in the world about her Yes. Body. And I was like, yeah. fuck. Um, I was like, yeah, God and damn I, it. Well, like, I don't want to get upset over this, but I was like, I like before this, I like didn't give a shit. Like I didn't give a shit. Yeah. And well, I think too, like it just is, I think the biggest thing that you're most likely going to talk about, but I think the biggest thing that we've talked about and that I, that we always come back to is like the feedback that you were getting externally seemed to like get in the way of anything, of any like red flags that you were raised that were being raised internally so like anytime that you were sitting there thinking like you know 
I, I don't have not a period in a couple months or like, man, I feel really hungry all the time. And, but, and yeah, I'm here. I am being told like I'm eating 2200 calories. That should be plenty. Like here I am being told, man, you look amazing. Like your before and after pictures are amazing. Like anytime you were to post before and after pictures, everybody was like just nothing but amazing feedback. And so, you know, like coming from a place of having never done anything like that and then going into this and having those kinds of results outwardly, you were, you were very successful. And we talked about this like a week or two ago, the last time we touched on this topic where it was, you know, kind of this, and this is also something that people have um, emailed us about of like, how do you get away from that? Like, how do you let go of the fact that people are complimenting you? And we talked about this with a D um, the last time it was just her on the podcast. So not this most recent episode with her and Michael, but when it was just a D a couple months ago, and she talked about, you know, I, she was the girl with the abs and the same kind of way, Joy, like you were the lean girl. And it was like, now all of a sudden you have this identity built up around you of like, this is how you look. And therefore, like if that look goes away, then like, how does that affect your identity? Mm-hmm. And I get that people, I think the confusing part was like, you know, A, I'd never cared before and I always thought I looked good. So all of a sudden I was like really invested in something I've never been invested in that way before. And while it did teach me a lot of about food and portions and what have you, I just remember thinking like, God, I'm like, I'm always so hungry. You know, you start to notice all these little changes, but you're like, but stay with it. And then you're kind of surrounded by the community of like people counting lemons and gum. And you're like, what? And it's very confusing. It just is really, really confusing. And so the feedback on top of it was like, whoa, I've never, you just, you just get kind of sucked in of like the, Mm -hmm. the aesthetic piece of it. And then of course, like I've always just been a pretty muscular person. So then you like start getting stopped in the grocery store and people asking if you're like entering in fitness competitions I was like uh okay and then I just noticed that like I actually didn't like how I looked like it was it was just I was I wasn't wearing short sleeves anymore because my arms looked like really disgusting and I look at I mean there's pictures posted um popping up on my Facebook page right now because it's a year ago that we were at the games and I see those photos and I like want to barf I feel like I look so I just feel like someone like emptied a balloon like I have zero like fat on my arms and I'm just like I don't like that look and so I'm in but so getting into it like I think that's kind of the piece that I got I really struggled with was like I just never cared about this anymore and then or I never cared about it before like it was never in my line of sight and all of a sudden it was in my like forefront of my brain all the time and Mm -hmm. I know I've talked about this in other episodes where I was like it just became like my world where I was constantly thinking about meal prepping, constantly thinking about the food I had to eat, constantly thinking. And then, you know, you slowly start to kind of rebound from that. And you're like, wait a minute, there's got to be a middle ground here. Um, So, and then of course, like losing my period, I didn't really pay attention to that. A lot of people are like, well, how did you not know that? Or like, that's kind of a big thing. I was like, well, you know, there's other factors that kind of go into that, especially because I have an IUD. I just kind of did a lot. I ignored a lot of signs. Like I will fully admit I ignored a lot because I was like, just keep going. This is really, you know, you kind of confuse determination with just this is not healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you know, the discipline and all that. I just, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, this is just starting to get a little out of control. Um, you know, and Scott would kind of express some concern to me and I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm fine. I got it covered. So yeah, I think kind of coming out of that is, um, you know, I worked, like I've mentioned a lot that I worked with a nutrition coach to kind of take me out of it and bring me to a healthier place, which she did. And I love her for it. Um, but it wasn't like the end of the journey. I don't think there ever will be like a hundred percent ending here. It's just like I'm really gathering a lot of tools to kind of heal my body from what happened. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think the thing that people need to know is like you really have to paint like you, Claire, of like paying attention to whether or not you were hungry and listening to those cues. Like you know your body better than anyone. Like you cannot override. You cannot push an override button just because someone's giving you a template or whatever. And so, yeah, um, I think that's the important piece that like I took away from it. And then obviously going into the whole 30, I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. And I was just, um, it was really hard for me mentally to break away. I know, I know a lot of people have asked that question of like, how did you just stop? And so for me, I just all, I mean, I just had to, this sounds stupid, but I had to take a leap of faith. And I was like, I just need to let go. I need to just trust. And like, I know my body is a very smart machine and it will not, you know, just put on 50 pounds just because I stopped macro counting. Like my body, 
like you, where you just want to get in tune to how it feels to fuel your body with good food. And the other piece, which I think I was so hungry all the time, was I really was filling my my food, my macros and my food with shit. Um, I mean, I would try to do the crazy, like high volume foods just so I wouldn't feel hungry. And then I'd, I would wake up so early some mornings just starving and my, my legs would cramp up in the middle of the night. I would wake up with all these leg cramps. Like that's a sign that your body is like not getting the nutrients it needs. And so, um, so yeah, so doing the whole 30 was huge for me because I felt so good. Um, and then, you know, kind of just learning how to put a meal together with like real foods. I don't have cravings anymore. I don't feel hungry anymore. It's, I'm still working on it. Yeah. I think the thing that was super nice, like I think for people who are curious, like, okay, how do I transition out of this? I think something like the whole 30, it can be really helpful because you aren't just, you know, it, it is really hard to go from this very restrictive mindset and just like break down the walls and just go out on your own. And it can feel very anxiety inducing. And so I think something like the whole 30 that still has very strict parameters around what you can eat, but has no parameters about how much you can eat is a really good way to transition Yeah, because it makes you, it kind of takes away the anxiety of just like that. You're going to, you know, you can't trust yourself to, to make the right choices. It still gives you a lot of parameters to work with, but it also allows you the space to, reconnect with portions and you know reconnect with with eating intuitively well i think that's the piece that people are really worried about is people are afraid of food and that is just ridiculous in my opinion it's like we have to fuel our bodies and so i think that's why the whole 30 was so life-changing for me mentally because you know as you guys heard in all the check-ins and i don't want to repeat myself too much but it's just that it really healed the relationship where you if you're questioning eating something, you're you're already feeling guilty. Like you have to evaluate that. You have to look at that. So I think that's why I'm pretty knee jerk about anything on social media these days. Um, just because of what I saw over the past couple of years with those uh, with the communities is like you shouldn't be posting pictures of like oh my gosh I deserve this right or and I we've talked a little bit about this before. I don't want to stir people up, but it's it's just. We should not be afraid of food. We, we we should not have that dysfunctional relationship with food. And I think we do, but we're not really noticing it. I don't think people really realize how dysfunctional their relationship, their relationship is until you kind of step back and you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to have these eggs and bacon for breakfast and I'm not going to sit and think about like what is in them or, hey, I want to put some butter in my coffee, like or whatever the case may be. Like I still think there's this undercurrent of food is scary and they don't trust themselves where we need that. We need those boundaries. And I think it's totally awesome to learn portion sizes. Like I am so grateful that I did all that because I am very well informed around that piece. But what I what's more important to me is listening to what my body needs. Like, you know, the other night I had already eaten dinner, but I was like, oh, like right before I went to bed, I was hungry. So I like had a little snack and I'm like, who cares? It's just the rules that we put on ourselves, whether it's like the new diet of the day and intermittent fast or don't eat until noon or like whatever bullshit. It's like, or, yeah. stop. Like it's just variety. And if anything, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing the exact opposite <laughs> Of, do, of macros where you're like eating the same thing every day. Like I am constantly trying to change what I'm eating just because it's like, mm-hmm. I just want to, I would just want to have variety for once. I want to like try different things. I don't want to get in such a rut with like routine and yeah. So I think, yeah. All right. So I think there you have it. Well, I hope that covers would, everyone's questions. And by, by, I think pretty, by no means are we does. like, you know, putting the nail in that coffin, so to speak, but I just really right. feel it's like continue to come up. But yeah. I feel like people just keep asking about it. And I wanted to have kind of like a brief summary of like, this is what happened. This is where we're at now. We're no longer counting macros. We neither of us have any plans to go back to counting macros in the near, in the near future or ever. And, you know, it's never say never. But I think based on the experiences that we've had, we've come to the realization that for us, for me, it's not necessary because it's, you know, I just am not at that point where... I feel like I need that level of rigidity surrounding my food. Like I don't need to be that dialed in. For you, it, you know, it's not necessary from a place of just not being able to have a healthy relationship with that amount of restriction and that amount of, you know, insane um, feeling the need to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it can be done in a healthy way. I think a lot of people 
also kind of don't realize until it's too late that they're in so deep that they don't know how to get back out. If that is you, I would say talk to your macro coach, be open and honest. And if they don't give you an answer that you feel is supportive, stop counting macros, maybe try a whole 30 so that you can, um, you know, kind of have that reintroduction to you're not going to go off the deep end. It also, I think for me was a great reintroduction to like, Hey, I can trust myself to make good choices. Yeah. And just rebuilt my trust with myself that, you know, cause the other thing about macros is like kind of the under un- underlying message is that without someone else telling you what to do, you're going to fuck it up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not true at all. And think about how many years of your life you have spent eating and have been a perfectly healthy, happy human. And there's nothing that's changed in the last year or five years or however long you've been counting macros that is going to prohibit you from going back to that place. It just might take a little while to get there. Wherever you go, there you are. So it doesn't really matter what. (laughs) For better or worse. In this case, for better or worse. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, and I really appreciate everyone's questions still and, and even just being concerned because I think that everyone, I think a, I know a lot of people can relate to this. And so I hope that yeah. if you're out there struggling with it, just please, please turn off social media <laughs> and give yourself yeah. a hug. I still have moments where I go on social media and I'm like, maybe I should sign back up for macros. Look at that girl. And I'm like, nope. Totally. Walk away. Well, I was Walk just away. thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I, I think, I mean... I'm a big girl. I can make my own choices, but I know a lot of it has to do with the influence of social media. And that's kind of where I'm like really wanting to check myself just personally. That's some, that's a goal of mine. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we move on to a couple more questions? Yeah. Let's answer some light questions. Let's lighten this bad boy up. Okay. Casey. Hey guys, is there ever a time you feel someone shouldn't do CrossFit? I've always been active and thinking about trying it but also doing some healing and worried I'll push it too much. Have you ever had to take a break other than having a baby or walk away from it at times? I think my answer to is there ever a time someone shouldn't do CrossFit? The only answer is if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. That's perfectly fine. You, anyone is welcome to listen to this podcast and participate in our conversations regardless whether or not you do CrossFit. Right. If you want to do it, I think that I don't, I don't think there's any reason that you shouldn't. I think there are a lot of ways and a lot of good coaches out there who will support you in whatever injury you have, whatever whatever recovery you're going through. You know, obviously, like if your doctor has told you don't go, don't go for run, you know, don't run or something, don't like run just because Clarence, Claire and Joy said you could do it. But I think <laughs> that as long as you, um, you know, any time, like when I was coaching, I would say probably ninety percent of the people who walked through the door had some sort of injury recovery or limitation in some way, and you find a way to work with it. Mm-hmm. And a good coach is going to work with you. If you walk in the door and the coach seems concerned and like they're not going to work with you, go find a new gym, um, which we'll get to that question in a second. A lot of people have been asking us lately, how do you know when it's time to find a new gym? But my answer really is the only time yeah, I ever feel someone shouldn't do CrossFit is if they don't want to. And if it's something that you has piqued your interest and that you want to try out, then I think that you can, you know, you can be trusted to know your own limitations and find a coach who you can trust to scale appropriately for you. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also just say it just isn't for everyone. It's like skateboarding and roller skating. Like you just can't. This is not the secret society, right? Like this is something that we love to do because it's fun for us for whatever reason. We all, everyone listening to this has something in their life that they love to do for whatever reason. It fills your soul. And CrossFit just happens to do that for us in some way, shape or form. So if you go there and you're like, oh, I didn't get it or I don't really like it, like there's nothing wrong with you. You're going to find something that you love to do. So, you know, I feel like that's the biggest piece. And I also want to reiterate that if you find a good gym that has really good coaches that really start you off slow to where you do fall in love with it because it will be at a pace that you feel comfortable doing. You should never go in feeling like, oh, I'm so wrecked. Like that's just kind of that's old folklore. So please let that be in the past. Like there's really no pukey mascot. That's so old school folklore. People don't puke when they do CrossFit. Maybe they do. You know, it's like it's like old you don't have timey stories. You shouldn't. It shouldn't it should make you feel energized and really tired, but in a good way. You shouldn't be so sore the next day you can't walk. Like that's just it's that's not yeah, that's just not how it should be. So go in with a fun attitude to meet great people. I think that's the biggest piece now is everyone's just in this in this together, pushing each other. Try it out. Try something new. If you hate it, that's fine. (laughs) um Lindsay asked for games hacks we already talked about that um Casey any new updates past the whole 30 I think we pretty much just covered that 
Um, can I talk about splat points really quick, just so I can cover that? Oh yeah, somebody um, talked about, about splat points in Orange Theory. Yeah, I think the I think the theme that's emerging for me as I approach forty is variety because I've been really trying to expand my routine, um, whether it be with diet and just trying new foods and not getting into a rut with food. And I'm also doing that with workouts. So I um, have been doing more cycling classes. There's a cycling gym down the street that just opened up that I'm super excited about called High Ride. If you're in the area. Awesome. And I've also been going to Orange Theory Fitness with my husband because Scott loves Orange Theory. And for his birthday, I bought like a few months of Orange Theory classes just so we could do more workouts together. And I love it because we just want to, I want to spend time with my husband. I like him. He's a nice guy. And so on the weekends, <laughs> on the weekends, sometimes we'll get into this weird routine where we like never see each other because I'm like, I'm going to go work out. He's like, well, my class isn't till noon. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just wait for you till one o'clock to be done. And, you know, so like we wanted to kind of get more in sync with our weekends together. Um, anyway, so splat points is like orange theory goes off of your heart rate. So they track your heart rate in a green, like it goes like blue, green, orange, and then red. And so anytime you get in the orange zone, however many minutes you stay in the orange zone, they get what you get what's called a splat point. So it's like, how many minutes did you stay in the orange zone? So that's all that, that means. And it really is just more of like Great. how how hard did you work this time? And uh, which is funny because I've had to actually have them adjust my heart rate because I couldn't get my heart rate up high enough. And so um, for a while I was like, why am I only spending like two minutes in the orange? I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> but that's all. There's no secret. You don't like get a magic sticker or anything. Maybe you do. But yeah, that's what a splat point is. And they I know. Should, they start that. Yeah, I know Julie Bauer posts her workouts as well. And so people have heard her have to address that question too. But it's just a fun little, it's a fun little thing they do. Um, Jamie says the performance enhancing drug disqualifications that were recently announced from regionals. I don't understand why it took so long to figure it out. Olympics get the same day results. Um, I don't think the, those tests probably were from actual regionals. I doubt they test at regionals because people probably would be expecting them to. They show up at your house randomly. That's right. And so those may have been, have been, you know, tests that they randomly did this week or who knows, but then they just, you know, just announced all of them. So it could have been over the last couple of weeks and they've spent the last, you know, notifying those people and those teams before announcing it on social media, I would guess. So anyway, hmm. um, favorite quick breakfast and meals, joy, running tips. I know you don't run marathons anymore. Maybe a couple of tips or mindset advice and home gym tips. That's a lot of questions. Let's start with a quick Let's breakfast. Let's start with one meals. quick breakfast. I have been doing scrambled eggs. Yeah, scrambled eggs. I like hard-boiled eggs, and I've also been eating a lot of vegetables and Brussels sprouts for breakfast. And I'm obsessed with, like, this Brussels sprout uh, sun-dried tomato mix that I put together in, like, a bowl. (laughs) It's just – I make a lot of vegetables, like, roast them in the oven, and then I just keep them all in my fridge. So that's kind of, like, my go-to. I don't like cruciferous vegetables in the morning. It kind of makes me bloated. I just eat scrambled eggs every single day. Do you? And I buy that Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning. Yeah. Put that on some eggs and it's very delicious. And they take like one minute to make. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, let's. How to get motivated to go back to CrossFit after taking a considerable amount of time off? Well, I mean, the hardest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, you you've been taking some time off, but do you feel like you're not motivated? Because I feel like yours is more of a busy thing. I think it's a combination. I mean, for me, it's really hard to find time in my day and therefore it's hard to get into a routine and therefore it's hard to stick with it. But I also think it is a little bit of a motivation thing. I have found that it has been way harder to go back to CrossFit than it was to start CrossFit. And I think the reason for that is that you have certain when you're just starting, it's kind of like, let's just see how it goes. You don't have a ton of expectations. When you're going back to it, you really feel like you know, you have something to live up to and you have these old numbers you're chasing right out of the gate and it can be really frustrating to get back in the gym and like be face to face with the, the strength that you've lost and this, you know, the endurance that you've lost. And, um, I think my tip is just go like, yeah, try to get back in that mindset of not having any expectations, no matter how hard it is. Like, don't put a time frame on yourself to get back your old PRs, anything like that. Like, honestly, the best thing I can tell you is like, just pick a, pick some days of the week, pick some times in the day and just show up every single time. And don't overthink and it, right? Like, don't I think overthink your, it your exactly. mind is what's keeping you from going. So it's like, just don't right. even think, just put on your clothes and go. 
Exactly. And whether that's five in the morning or it's in the afternoon, whenever you can make it work, you know, plan ahead for a couple of weeks, block out that time in your calendar. Don't make, you know, like prepare yourself with snacks, whatever you need to do. So you don't have any excuse not to go. You don't have any excuse to say like, well, I haven't eaten and I feel lightheaded. Oh, I'm, you know, like set yourself up for success and just suck it up. And then once you get the momentum, it'll be so much easier. And, you know, like that momentum will carry you, but it just takes a couple weeks. And and maybe why don't you, if you're losing motivation, why don't you send us a note and tell us when you're going so we can hold you accountable. We'll be your accountability buddies. We will. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. We're kind of getting short on time. Yes, we are. And I, one thing I do want to talk about, so I'm sorry about all the other questions that people ask. People ask a lot of questions, but we have, we're going to have another Q&A episode next week, so we'll cover the questions that you guys... Um, yes, and after, submit more after questions. We talk about, <laughs> after we talk about Madison, we will... Um, answer more of your questions for next week's episode. Yep. But I want to talk about the future of Girls Gone Wad a little bit. Because we asked, a lot of people ask about this. And I know we talked earlier about like we want to do an event. But I think, um, you know, we've been getting the question a lot. And it just continues to come up like, you know, will would we ever do this full time? What would it take to get, you know, for this to be our full time job? And so I kind of just wanted to, to chat about that. <laughs> what would you like to say, Claire? Just a brief chat. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just talk um, about our future. Let's just talk about our future. I think that... You know, with the way that the Iceland sellout went, with the way that things have been going, you know, every single day we do, we really talk about it almost on a daily basis of like, you know, sometimes joking, sometimes not so joking of, you know, would we ever quit our jobs? Would we ever do this full time? What would we do? How would we do it? And it's definitely a little bit of analysis paralysis. I think, you know, there is definitely that sense of like leap in the net will appear is not a process that we are comfortable with doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the thing I always come back to is like, for me personally, um, you know, I am the sole breadwinner right now of my marriage with Brandon still has another year left of school. And so I'm just not, you know, with Brandon not having a job and having a kid in full-time daycare, which is just as expensive as an average mortgage or more expensive than most people's mortgages probably. Um, it's just not realistic. And, you know, if I were to quit my job and do girls in a lot full-time, Miles wouldn't have to be in full-time daycare, but he still would need some childcare. Otherwise I would get nothing done. And long story short, I can go into all the logistics, but the reality is just that financially, that amount of risk would be really, really hard for me to justify right now. And I, as much as I want to be like, you know, leap in the net will appear. It's also kind of like, yeah, but I also, I don't want to be stupid about it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I've been saying that now for, you know, however many years, because it's been true for however many years, but we also definitely feel more and more every day that like there are a lot of ideas and a lot of things out there that have been simmering under the surface for a long time. And we, you know, I think every day feel more and more that they're ready to kind of be come out into the world. So I don't know. It's I don't have an answer yet, but I think, you know, we are going to try to do some sort of get together slash summit slash something this fall, hopefully in person. Um, We are working on an idea for a journal that you guys, you know, would be like an interactive kind of challenge component that would be ongoing. Um, Yeah. I just think like we're at the point all is to say like we're at the point where I think we need to start putting some stuff out there instead of just deciding it's not going to work. We need to try yeah. some things. Yeah. We're definitely at a point where we've been like, okay, we have a lot of these little ideas. We need, we just need to take one little step. So um, right. without, you know, again, we, we hate when we're just like, let's be vague about everything. But, you know, we talk about this all the time. And I think that starting out with a podcast where we never believed that we would build a community that we have we're kind of like well it's just not you know it's not what we set out to do so you're we like it how it is and so I think that there's a piece that um we enjoy the the pace that we're at right now and I remember talking to the Wadcast podcast guys last year and they're like are you you know what are you guys doing or what are you planning to do with the podcast and we asked them the same question and they're like we love the pace that it's at right now it's perfect like we like to have our other lives the right. time for like you know one of them's a cop a full-time cop he's like I like to do that and then this is kind of like my downtime and I love to do this as a hobby and I completely appreciate that so I related to that at the time too now could we absolutely 
parlay this into something bigger? Sure. But I also think that Claire and I take this very seriously and we want to be calculated in the sense of like, we want to preserve what we've created um, and that what you guys have created, because this is just not something we're just, we're taking lightly. So I don't see it as a good or bad thing. I don't think that we can really go wrong here. It's just a matter of like, how do we make the best of this and, and, yeah, you know, do the best for you guys because that's really what's the most important. So, yeah, I think, you know what, Claire, like as you were saying that, I think the piece that makes us um, do the analysis paralysis is not because it's not about us, you know, like it is in a way, but I think that the reason why we love it right now is because it's not really about us. It's like, we're just doing this for you guys. And so if we were to jump into something where we, it had to be our livelihood, I think it would really take the focus. I think we're a little bit scared of that. So that's probably what we're more wanting to have the conversation around. So, so listeners out there who are like, oh my gosh, you guys need to do this full time. We want more episodes from you. It's kind of like, we get that, but we're not suffering over here. Like we're not upset about it we're like happy that we get to do this once a week for you guys so yeah so we'll see you know it's like i don't know i appreciate people asking that though because it's kind of cool we have like one more or no are we we're ending that was probably we we probably should wrap up do we have like a light do we have a light one even Lacroix. yeah yeah, what's our favorite flavor (laughs) Lacroix? pamplemousse what's the pear one it's like peach pear or something oh yeah i like that one Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I have ventured off into the um, green apple Perrier or whatever it's called. Oh. So good. In those like tall slim cans, which kind of make me yes. feel like They're kind of like break. spa water. Yeah, it's totally spa water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. One other, hold on. Yeah. One other fast one. How uh-huh. do so many people seem to do CrossFit and keep nice nails? Nice nails. Gel ma- short gel manicures. Have your nail lady cut them really short and get gel. That is true. The other thing that I want to give a secret on because I don't always like to get jail nails. I have this weird, almost like claustrophobic reaction to jail nails if they're on for too long. I'm like, get them off me. Get them off me. Does well, that ever happen to you? actually at all about you. Really? Know, but I could see <laughs> so I get really claustrophobic. So what I do is I don't want to, I don't want to have jail nails on for too long, but I do like them because they last longer for CrossFit. But if you get SE nail polish and the Seche Vitae, I'll, I'm going to have to post this a link somewhere i know i posted about this like in our newsletter which by the way if you want to know our secret products you need to sign up for our newsletter yeah somebody asked you to talk about that book hunger and it's like it was in our or hungry it was in our newsletter which unfortunately yep. doesn't help you now because you can't go back and get an old yeah newsletter, you can't but, but maybe i'll do that really in the next next week yeah so i can briefly talk about that book because that's actually really important to talk about okay so but the there's a top coat that dries i want to say one of our listeners like i can't remember her name uh, introduce me to this stuff, but it's phenomenal because it makes your nail polish last like a mofo. So I will post a link for that. And it and it dries in like two seconds. So oh, I love it. So that's how my nails always look good. It's just a, it's a good nail polish, which is SE. It stays on forever. And this top coat that dries in like two seconds. Game changer. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this week. Uh, remember to visit equipfoods.com. That's E-Q-U-I-P foods. Dot com. The discount code is GGW. You guys, thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. That really helps us continue the show. And we love good products and we love working with good people. So thank you for supporting Equip Foods. Claire Bear, it's almost time. Almost there. One more for week. Games. I get to see Dave Castro. Hopefully not too up close. Actually, hopefully really up close. I hope he has cornrows. Hopefully we're going to be best friends with Dave Castro before the end of next week. Did you hear that, Dave? We're coming for you. Woo-hoo. Bye, guys. Bye.